We're in the middle of a series called Thankful, and next Tuesday, we will have a service on Tuesday instead of Wednesday next week uh, with our Charlie Brown, and I'll go for a few minutes and, and finish up this series. This is our foundation scripture. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and a thank offering and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say to the Lord, blessed and effectually praise his name. When I was reading that today, I realized, have you ever like when you thought thinking about how you praise the Lord, that you say kind of the same things? And so a lot of times I'll say, well, I always say, bless the name of the Lord. I always say that, bless the, you know, I'm in my own worship. And, and I thought, well, Jonathan, do you just not have anything better to say or you just run out of things to say? And the Lord prompted me that in this scripture, he goes, I'll, when you say stuff like that over and over again, that, that God likes to hear that from you. That if you ever think about, well, I say the same things in worship, that he has tuned your heart, that he loves to hear that phrase so much from you. So if you have something that's always like in your heart and you say often, that's the Lord. And so for me, it's I bless the name of the Lord. I love to say that. Bless your holy name. And, and, and this the Lord prompted me and through this scripture that he likes to hear that from you. Your first feeling is this. This is the way that God does things. So when it says that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and enter his courts with praise, that that's the way we enter before him. If you've seen people, by the way, the crown, the new the crown is out, the, the series three, uh, season three. But when you go before the queen, there's a certain way you're supposed to go before her. Not just any old way. Say, what's up, queenie? <laughs> I mean, you have to go in a certain way. And God has designed it that to go before him, to enter him, is that you enter in with thanksgiving and with praise. That there's a protocol to enter the Lord's presence. And not that he's like a stickler and he wants you to enter a certain way, but he desires for us to come before him in a certain manner. In Hebrews, just going along with th being thankful... So we no longer up, offer up a steady stream of blood sacrifices, but through Jesus, we will offer to God a steady stream of praise sacrifices. And these are the lambs we offer from our lips as we celebrate, and here it is again, his name. That we don't have to offer up offerings of, of goats and lambs and pigeons and stuff like that. But we offer to him a sacrifice of praise. It's easy to bring thanksgiving when things are going well. When you just made a hundred on a test. When you just got the job you've been believing for. When your parents just bought you a new car. Whatever. The, when you just got won the lottery. I don't know. Whatever you're It's easy to praise God when things are lining up like you kind of want them to. It's a different thing. It's a different thing when they're not, that there is a heart response of praise truly comes during difficult seasons. That I think God is blessed by our worship when it's out of seasons of fruitfulness. Seasons where we think things are going right. I, I like following Miguel, M Manny, for, by the way, we call him Miguel. He's been posting recently in his stories just some great things about blessing God. If you haven't followed him, follow him. And I love that idea that out of my heart comes blessing for the Lord. And like I said, it's easy to do it when everything's going your way. But it's a whole different realm when we bless God through trials. I've been reading a book, and actually Taylor got me hooked on it. But a guy named... Uh, Brian Johnson, he's a Bethel worship leader, uh, written many of the songs that we sing. But it's funny that this guy who's world-renowned, 
part of a large church, married to a beautiful wife, has many beautiful children, but this is the story of how God taught him worship through difficult times. And let me just give you a, a couple of second synopsis. When he was little, he was fearful of everything. And so he would find... Bill Johnson, his dad, talks about that many nights, even like in his teenage years, he would spend the night on the floor in his parents' room because he was so fearful. One of the powerful stories in this book, in the book's title, When God Becomes Real, is when he has a panic attack in, in not you know, recent history. His, he's married and had his children, but had a severe panic attack, world-renowned worship leader, but what the the thing that caught my attention in my heart was that he says through the difficult time of that panic attack and that just overwhelming of dread and fear he said I knew God had taught me from a young age to worship to sing thanksgiving to bless the Lord to in the midst of that tough time that something inside of me would come out stronger than what I was facing have you ever had a worship song that was like stuck in your head this happens a lot that I will wake up with a worship song in my head. And many times you'll be going around your day and then all of a sudden you're hearing a worship song that's inside of you. Or maybe during your quiet time you go to a specific one. And those aren't just coincidence. Those aren't things that will just, that's kind of cool that that song. But the, your spirit is stirring up the truth of that worship. That your spirit is responsive to God's heart. And when you have those worship songs going in your head and your heart, that that is God moving in your spirit to, to bless you and to draw you into his presence. So don't ever discount those things like, well, why is that stuck in my head? Why am I singing that song? I get to places where I like get the old ones. Way back in the 80s, you know, I will call upon the Lord who is worth. <laughs> yeah, so you're... And why do those come to our heart? Because God is moving through those. Let's go to Psalms uh, 19. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation thoughts and every, I love this out of the passion, the movement of my heart, let it be a pure and pleasing and acceptable for your eyes, my only redeemer, my protection, protector, God. And it says right there that, that the words of my mouth the meditation, I like that. The movement of my heart. Every heart is moving right now. Every heart on this planet's moving one way or the other. It's moving. And God says that the movement of my heart, the psalmist says, God, I want the movement of my heart to be pleasing to you. That every heart that's ever existed has a drawing to please God. Now, people will think, well, I don't have any use for God. I don't, I don't ha I'm an atheist. I'm an agnostic. I don't believe, I don't, I, I, I'm not a part of any structure, religion. And that may be true, but, but know that you were created to be drawn to the presence of God. That you were created to know him. That there's a, something inside of every single one of us that desires to be pleasing to him. That thanksgiving is the way that we bring a smile to God's face. There's two things that I'm looking forward to. I want to hear God laugh and I want to hear him sing. Whoo! I'm telling you what, I just, I just may be stalking God in the first part of the millennial, <laughs> just following him around, waiting for him to sing. I can promise you that is probably going to just put us to on our, on our faces when the Lord sings. I want to hear his laugh. Can you imagine what his laugh is like? Psalms talks about him laughing. 
Can you imagine? I want to know what, here's the cool thing. I want to know what God thinks is funny. The reality is it's probably me. <laughs> I mean, look at me. <laughs> hey, he's got a sense of humor. But what, does, what makes God laugh? And those are the elements of our lives through thanksgiving and worship that connect us to what he already is. I lost my place, so forgive me. Here we go. Psalms um, 22.3. Yet I know that you are the most holy. It's indisputable. You are God enthroned. Watch what it says about his atmosphere. Surrounded with songs. Living among what? Shouts of praise of your princely people. There's so much there, but I want you just to, to focus on two things. The atmosphere of his presence says that he's surrounded with songs and shouts of praise. Woo, can you imagine? And even though we don't know what that's like yet, but God has developed and tuned our hearts and our spirits to respond in the same way with the same atmosphere, that when I'm thankful, that when I worship, that when I lift him up, when I say bless your name, that I'm tapping into that atmosphere where he lives, that God finds his place in the midst of our hearts and lives among or with praise and thanksgiving. I'm gonna show you something real quick and I gotta do it quick, but he lives among it. So then who, if he's enthroned upon praise, who is enthroned upon our complaining? If God is surrounded by songs and shouts of praise, then what is surrounding by my complaining and my bad-mouthing and my griping and my fear? What's surrounding that? If he surrounds something else, that whenever, whatever I give praise to is what has power in my life. That if I give praise to the one who lives forever, if I give thanksgiving to him, no matter how I feel or what I'm going through, then he sets up power in my life. But if I give praise to fear, if I give praise to uncertainty, if I give praise to what's ticking me off, <laughs> If I give praise to what's irritating me, if I get praise to what, you know, people that just need to be blessed with a holy slap, <laughs> then that's what has power in my life. Psalms 100. Enter, we read this last week, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and a thank offering and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful and same to him. Bless and effectually praise his name that thanksgiving is the way before the Lord. As we next week, next Thursday, a week from tomorrow, will be a day that this country celebrates Thanksgiving. That as we celebrate it as a nation, as families, as friends, that this is the way God has created. I think we can safely say that any time in our lives where we're reaching a deficit, that we feel like we're running through mud waist deep, that we probably can tie to those times in our life where we have not been thankful to him. Wh whose presence do I enter when I, if it, entering into his gates with thanksgiving is his presence, whose presence do I enter when I complain and I give place to fear? Have you ever, have you ever been guilty of that? We're like, why am I so heavy? 
Why, why do I feel just so weighted down? Why do I feel just overwhelmed by all kinds of stuff? And then you track it back to, well, I've been given all kinds of worship and praise to fear. <laughs> I've been given all kinds of worship and praise to complaining. I've been given all kinds of praise and worship to people I want to punch in. Okay, just go. When, when gates open to me. What gates open to me when I criticize and complain? Remember last week that, that he surrounds us with walls of salvation and we have gates of praise that when he may be protecting me with walls, but what's happening to the doors that I enter? What gates are open when I complain and criticize and have fear? But Jonathan, you don't know how tough it is. Every single one of us can say that. It's our, I'm going to show you, it's a choice to us. I saw this meme, meme today, and I thought about it like this, because sometimes you just got to have attitude in your life. If, if you ever felt like, I have been run over by everyone and everything, I have been just, it feels like people are stepping on me, and they've got spiked boots on while they're, have you ever felt that way? Well, the truth is that that's just going to happen in life, but... How you walk through it determines how you'll get through it. I saw this meme right here. Uh-oh. If somebody can figure out how to fix my iPad, I'll pay you a bazillion dollars. Right here. This meme says, me walking to the Scholastic Book Fair with 20 bucks. It says, I'm about to get me six goosebumps and a Lamborghini poster. Sometimes you got to walk through the middle of it all in an orange suit <laughs> like you own the place. And sometimes in our lives that you may be going, I mean, like, dude, he's got stride and everything. <laughs> How many of you ever went to the Scholastic Book Fair? Yeah, yeah, and you had some money. I mean, you walked in there with some purpose. I'm going to take that poster, and I'm going to take that book, that goosebumps. My thanksgiving is not a declaration that all is well with circumstances. Well, here's what it is. My thanksgiving is a declaration that all is well with me. Big difference. If I'm waiting for everything to be as I want it, pack a lunch. Because <laughs> it's going to be a while. If I'm waiting for it all to be like in my mind how I think it should be and what I complain about, if I'm waiting on that, then darling, you better bring a sleeping bag. My declaration of praise is not to the circumstances. Our declaration of praise is to us. That whatever's going on on the outside, that God, I'm gonna lift up praise and thanksgiving on the inside of me as a declaration that I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna make it. Thanksgiving takes back the place of an enthroned heart in my life. I hate to say this, but there are things in your life right now that are trying to steal the place of power inside of you. The enemy will make sure of it. There are places right now that the enemy has, has put an assignment on you that he wants to take, but your praise moves anything that's trying to take that place, moves it out and enthrones God in the place that he's meant to be. A few years ago, I started, probably about seven years ago, I started that hashtag, take back your joy. And I don't remember how it started. I just started hashtagging stuff, take back your joy. And I wish it was some clever idea that the Lord gave to me. And I just thought this will be cute to give on, put on things. But you know what? That was birthed out of a reality in my life. 
Because at that time, I had given joy away to all kinds of things going on. And when people disappointed and people walked away and people went another way, people that gave up on God, I realized that there goes all my joy. Here's the crazy thing about people taking your joy. They don't even care that they took it. <laughs> they, don't come, they don't even come say, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, they take your joy and they, they keep trucking. And I thought, you, you know, me and the quick-wittedness that I am, thought, this is, this is crap. <laughs> I'm letting all these people, all these things, take my joy. Here I am, they don't even know. They're, they, they've, they've, you know, moved on and gone on and done whatever they're going to do. And here I am, worried about them, worried about the situation. I said, oh, no, I've had enough of this. And you have to get to a place where you start taking back things that belong to you. Only you can be the umpire of what is and what is not on the throne of your heart. Only you can do it. I think we're waiting for something, somebody to come and say, we're going to put goodness on the throne of your heart. It's not going to happen. I think we're waiting for something to happen that we just finally are at peace. And, that, and then peace is, no, only you. Now, this would be silly. Some of y'all drove here tonight. And if you walked out in the parking lot right now and you saw this big old 400-pound dude, nasty, sloppy, and everything, sitting on your car. I'm not, I'm not talking about on the bumper or the, or the hood or the trunk. I'm talking about they're sitting on the hood, on the roof of your car. You can, and you can see your car, your, it's, the, 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 it's bowing in. And he's over there eating Whataburger and farting on your car. And you, can you imagine that? Do you know what our natural response would be to our silly car? I know what mine would be. Get off my car. Get off of my car. Get your nasty thing. And, you, and you're going to pay for all the damage you did. And no, it would be stupid if we went out there and said, Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. This must just be what's due me. I hope they get off that car soon. I got to go home. I hope the dent's not too big that it hits my head when I get in the... Everybody, everybody would know that you have lost your mind if you walked out there. Kathy Campbell walked out there and said, well, shucks. <laughs> I might just hire somebody to do that to see Kathy's response. <laughs> you ever seen somebody dismembered? <laughs> That's what would happen. <laughs> and she'd give him a cupcake right after that. <laughs> That's your car. Something that you're probably not even going to own in 10 years. And we let the enemy and people and situations and circumstances and just life sit its big old fat ugly self on the throne of our life. And we said, well, I just wish the Lord would help me. And he's waiting for one of us if not all of us, to say, get your nasty self off the throne of my heart because that is the place that belongs to God and I'm going to make sure that through my worship and through my thanksgiving that he is enthroned in every part of my life and every single time that will move whatever the enemy has sent your way. 
Ephesians 4 says, and let every... And never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others and encourage you. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. That your words, your thanksgiving, your worship, your adoration shapes your world. Miss Sheila said Sunday, what would happen if I only had today what I thank God for yesterday? I wonder. What would I live in today if I, if I only had today what I thank God for yesterday? It changes everything. But like it, it says in Ephesians that I'm going to let the words of my mouth be adoration. I'm going to let the words of my mouth speak Grace, that your words will shape your heart. That what's come out of your mouth in worship, in thanksgiving, in adoration, in encouragement, and in love, and in grace will shape your heart. Monkey man, if you'll come on down. Miss Sheila used, all my good examples I steal from Miss Sheila. Anybody, Sam's gonna know what this is about. Anybody like donuts? And these are these are good ones. Miss Sheila got the good ones. I like these. I like the powder ones. I like the cinnamon ones. I like them all. I love to. Oh no. Oh. This one has a hole in it. Dang it. Wait a minute. Oh. Dang it. Miss Sheila. These all got holes in them. Every one of them, stupid hole. <laughs> Not a single person in their right mind that had any love for donuts and definitely as chunky as I am would give a rat's rear end that these had holes in them. But everybody in, that has two cents, a, a two lick of cents then was like, praise the Lord for donuts. <laughs> But they got holes in them. Oh, they better. <laughs> it's all attitude. That if you focus on what's not there, Jonathan, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a big old missing gap right there. See it? It's all gone. No donut there. They stole it. <laughs> instead of, instead of our hearts being bless the Lord that there is donut all around it and hallelujah to God in the highest that it is covered in chocolate. I feel the Lord. <laughs> I have a guy that I follow on Instagram. He graduated from BHS and he's always posting this. He posted this thing the other day where it was a cinnamon roll and I don't know how he got it on video but they were, they were pouring uh, glaze over the top of this cinnamon roll wherever he was at and I, I commented I feel the presence of the Lord <laughs> because it's all about what you praise it's all about what you worship and, the, and God is giving us chocolate covered donuts in our lives the word of God says that, that, that he uh, gives generously without, without any hesitation to us that his blessing make rich and, and, the, and it says it adds no sorrow to us. 
that he's getting, and, and we're sitting around looking at donuts with holes in them, complaining about the hole. <laughs> and God's like, I think go back to those times when I opened up the earth and swallowed people. I think we'll go. <laughs> I get to determine the atmosphere I live in. I do. I get to determine. Let me share this last scripture with you. Violence shall no more be heard in your land, nor devastation or destruction within your borders, but you shall call your walls salvation, and you shall call your gates praise. That when it comes to the environment I live in, that God has already decided and determined for me. He said, Jonathan, I'll do the salvation part if you'll do the praise part. I'll do the walls part if you'll do the gates part. And he is waiting for somebody, especially in this season that we're about to go into, that will say, God, you take care of the walls. And then I want in the middle of those walls, I want an opening, God. Because in that opening, I want my voice to be coming through it and I want my voice to be lifting you up. I want my voice to focus on your majesty. I want my voice to focus on your goodness. I want my voice to say that every good and perfect gift that I live in, you caused it to be in my life and I want praise to be flowing out of my life. But you know what that takes sometimes? That takes us taking us by the scruff of the neck or by the shirt. Annalise did that to to Lambden the other day. Grabbed him by the scruff of the shirt and said, and grabbing grabbing yourself by the scruff of the shirt and saying, you get in line. That's what Miss Anderson says. You you get in line. You You fly right. That's what she says. You better fly right. That we took to look at our emotions in the face, that we look at our attitudes in the face, that we look at our hearts in the face, and you say, you better fly right. Because I'm responsible for the atmosphere I live in. Let me bless you. Father, I thank you for your goodness over our lives. I thank you that you cause our hearts to respond to you in thanksgiving, that we were made to respond to you. We were made and designed to love you. We were made to lift up your name. God, I ask you just to give each one of us just a fresh renewal and understanding every morning that our feet hit the ground, that we were designed to be habitants of your presence. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.